Well, welcome everybody again to another edition of the weekly Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Before we get started, let me remind everybody as you're listening to this show, we talk about physical gold and silver. We talk about natural fancy colored diamonds. The number to get connected, one eight seven seven eight silver The website to check out everything that we're talking about is guildhallwealth.com. Today in studio, we have with us the president of Guildhall Wealth Management, Paul Wiseman, the vice president of Guildhall Wealth Management, Jeremy Wiseman, and myself, senior analyst and vice president of sales and your host for today's show, Darren Long. I want to remind people we are a team that has been together since 2002. We opened up our doors for Guildhall Wealth Management back then when the prices of silver and gold were much, much lower. We're going to talk about that in today's show. And this is the ninth full year, believe it or not, guys, of The Real Money Show coming to you. And I will remind everybody before we get started that Guildhall representatives are not financial advisors. We are not financial planners and past performance of gold or silver or colored diamonds is not necessarily indicative of future performance. Again, one eight seven seven eight silver Let's get caught up on the week that was, fellas. Good news. We've got a lot of information coming through the markets this week. Lots to talk about on today's show. We're going to talk about gold and silver repatriation, which is a topic that's near and dear to our heart. We're going to touch base a little bit on a couple of different uh, topics, one of which is it's been 10 years since the global financial crisis. Where has gold gone in the last 10 years? What has it done for people who picked up on that trend and did they fare well in those last 10 years? We're going to touch base on some incredible opportunities at Guildhall Wealth Management, how to get physical gold and silver into your portfolio, different options for our buyers and those that are listening, an option for you, allocated financing. We're going to spend some time talking about that today, fellas. But as we go into this week that was, I'm looking at commodities year to date. There's a big winner that's a head and tails above all else that we spend very little time on. It's an option that we have, although we love gold and silver. It's palladium up 36.5% this year alone, which is fantastic in comparison to everything else. Gold up over 10%, silver faring well at almost 6%. And again, guys, just reminding our listeners, we offer that metal and we don't talk about it a lot. It's an awesome option for those wanting to add palladium to, let's say, an allocated financing account. Yeah, typically we've seen investors who got their gold allocation, got their silver allocation, and then they move into the other precious metals. So that's really the precious metal investors who have been able to take advantage of palladium in the past. And we have lots of investors like that who have seen that rise and take and been able to profit from that gain in palladium for sure. Well, plat- platinum and palladium as well are very, very small markets. Uh, there's only several countries that actually produce palladium and platinum, and that's Russia and uh, in South Africa. And it's a very small market. It's also difficult to trade because the spreads are a little wide. Um, we do like it, and we've been talking about it on the air for some eight, nine years. Uh, I think we started when palladium was about $180. Was that about It right? was, yeah, absolutely. Made that call back in 2008 at 186 bucks. But it's used basically in, you know, Platinum is used in catalytic converters in, in the car industry. And I'm not overly sold right now on the price of Platinum and Palladium because I believe car sales are moving down, not moving up. And I think uh, the Palladium side play could be coming off. But uh, I love the position where we are right now with gold and silver. I think both extremely undervalued. Um, as we're recording the show on a Thursday afternoon, silver's trading at sixteen ninety-five uh, U.S. an ounce, and gold is at twelve hundred and eighty-seven dollars an ounce U.S. We've also got a, a meeting of the central bank bankers happening in in um, Jackson Hole. That's right. And um, normally, when the meeting goes on with those two days, we really don't see too much action in gold and silver till somebody. I know Draghi is speaking on Friday. Yellen is speaking late on Friday as well. When they make their statement, I think next week you could see a pretty big move up in gold and silver. Well, the consensus across uh, the board on Jackson Hole is the markets aren't expecting a whole lot from them. Uh, The markets are in general complacent, and there's really only two directions that Jackson Hole can go when, when Yellen speaks and Draghi speaks, which is 
we're going to keep going the way we're going. We're going to try to accommodate here um, the other direction. And, and if they do that, then everything's the same uh, status quo. If they start to try to work on the reverse course side of things, that's where people could get caught off guard a little bit. So what you're saying both is that this could be a prime opportunity for listeners that are thinking of buying gold and silver, looking at the clues from Jackson Hole and determining whether or not they might want to get into the market, a prime opportunity before gold and silver do really take off. I think personally, my opinion, when you look at what's been going on with the fact that they've raised some interest rates in the U.S., they've started to talk about paying down the balance sheet. And that balance sheet is the fact that the Fed the Fed put trillions of dollars onto a balance sheet to buy up a bunch of toxic assets from the bank and eventually they have to pay that down otherwise they're not going to be able to handle the next major recession or the next major crisis that comes along so the idea that they're starting to talk about paying this down you would think hey this is good for the economy if they're talking about paying down their balance book remember the reason if you if if you're doing the keynesian perspective which isn't really the keynesian perspective it's been co-opted but the idea is oh if times are bad spend money when times are good you pull pull that money back and you you get back on track well then the idea that the fed would bring the money back out of the system they would stop bond buying they'd stop being the buyer of last resort because remember they're the only ones buying bonds and treasuries we know italy isn't we know china's dumping them we know russia's not buying so it's really been the Fed propping everything up. Now, if they're saying we're going to pull that away, on the one hand, you'd say because the economy is getting good. There's jobs. There's 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 progress. There's there's all these good things happening in the economy, which is why they can raise rates and start paying off this balance sheet, except the market isn't responding that way. In fact, the U.S. dollar is, has, is down at its um, its uh base level right now right it's it's about to to break down um so it's at its key key support level uh which is very important but the fact the fact is my opinion is that if things were so good then why is the market reacting negatively to the fed actually doing good things like raising interest rates and paying off their balance sheet well i suspect you're both right i suspect that the jackson hole uh verbiage especially from Janet Yellen, who speaks on Friday. And now if you're listening to the show, she's already spoken. We're taping on Thursday of this week. Pardon me, but ultimately, I think you're both right. She's going to have hawkish statements that are probably going to be somewhat bullish for the the marketplace. Of course, she always does. She's going to toe the line on what she's been talking about. Gradual gains, bits and pieces here. We're not going to talk about debt. That's a bad thing. It's a big, huge black mark on the marketplace. But ultimately, I think you're both right. Gold and silver respond positively to this short-term political instability here with Trump, and we get a boost in prices. Now, that being said, if you're listening to the show and you want to get into the markets, it's an easy way to contact us. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver The website is guildhallwealth.com. And as we do on a weekly basis, we have a great article this week called The Global Financial Crisis, 10 Years On. Gold rises 100% from 650 to 1300. This was published on Wednesday, October the 23rd, and uh, it was from the website goldseek.com. Uh, friends to Guildhall Wealth, we trust them. We use a lot of information from there. And essentially, in a summary, the four major points of this article pointed out that the gold price is up. In fact, on this uh, 10-year anniversary of the global crisis, it is up over 100% in major currencies since the financial crisis. It's outperformed a majority of equity and bonds. Its global debt continues to increase despite claims of a recovery, which has been the rhetoric that they used to toe the line since 2008. What we were, what we were just talking of course, about. And gold remains an important safe haven in the long term. I will quote from the first paragraph of this article. It has been 10 years since the global financial crisis began to take hold. At the time, few would have known that BNP Paribas' decision to freeze three hedge funds was the signal for the deepest recession in living memory and a near collapse of the financial system. Do you fellows remember what happened once that 2008 breakdown occurred? How 
awesome were the gold and silver markets on the rebound heading into 2011? And are we close to that happening again, do you believe? Well, I think, number one, one of the big things, and we've got some stuff to talk about here with gold repatriation and Mnuchin visiting the visiting Fort Knox, is that when 2008 crisis hit, there was a change uh, in paradigm for central banks. A lot of them became net buyers of gold as opposed to net sellers of gold. So something really clicked in that said, this is a major, major problem. And if we can avoid it for now, we've got to figure out a way to have that life life uh, raft and uh, you know make sure that we can get out next time. And so there's been a move towards central banks acquiring gold as opposed to selling gold. So on that note, at the time, just from personal experience, we had a lot of people that did get freaked out, that sold off their precious metals. They didn't understand what was happening. They just said, oh, I don't like this. This is going down. I'm, I'm out of here. There were other people, myself included, that had a gut check and said, wait a minute. I know they've thrown the baby out with the bathwater. And I'm talking about when silver moved from, I think, around $17, $18 down to a low of $8 at the time. But we looked at it and said, well, wait a minute, the financial crisis is happening because it's all having to do with financial instruments. We want to get out of the banking system. We want to get into something that has zero counterparty risk. And once those that did understand the fundamentals and bought into the physical precious metals and understood it or held their positions did very, very well as as quantitative easing kicked in in 2009, as the market really started to, to rise in 2010 and 11 in precious metals. And of course, in some ways, gold has very much maintained its its moves to the upside. It got up to 19. Yes, it fell down to, I think, a little below 12, but we're sitting close to three, $1,300. And now the major banks in the States are, are confused about whether or not gold's going to drop to 1250 or go to 14. Either way, they're you know they they're not far off of being wrong. Early reminiscent of the middle of the 70s when you can imagine how many people dumped out of the market when the price of gold dropped in half only to rise by January of 1980 all the way to $850 an ounce. The same thing we're talking about right here. The potential of gold and silver to go astronomically high compared to there. We have a ton of promotional uh, updates that we have to give, one of which I'm going to tell you about right now. Registered accounts. For every 5000 US you put into an RRSP, a TFSA, an RESP, a spousal RSP, any type of registered account that you're putting with Guildhall that you want to have gold and silver within, you will get up to one gram of free gold for every $5,000 you put in their US up to a maximum of 10 grams. I also want to remind people that our Republic 100 ounce silver bars on sale. These are fantastic bars. It's a limited time offer until we run out of the supply that we acquired. We got a great price. Paul worked his magic to get this great price and we've got all those bars waiting for buyers right now. And of course, you guys want to mention something about getting into the market. How How do clients do it? It's as simple as going to our website, guildhallwealth.com, or going to guildhallpreciousmetals.com. Go to our e-store. You can buy a product to take home. You can buy small amounts, one-ounce silver bars, one-ounce silver maples, 10-ounce bars, 100-ounce bars. Same with gold. You can buy quarter, half-ounce, one-ounce gold maples, one-ounce gold bars, 10-ounce bars, kilo bars. We recommend if you're going to buy anything in a large quantity, you shouldn't be taking it home and putting it under the bed or burying it in the back garden. You need to put it into a a safe, secure, segregated, allocated depository. And we offer such a thing. And in fact, that's where all of our registered retirement uh, accounts are held, as well as our own depository accounts. This is with your TFSAs, your RSPs, anything that's a registered account. We give you the bar numbers. We give you the ability to go view it. Our attitude is if you can't touch it, you don't own it. So we, if you're interested in visiting your, your product, we make that available to you. But if you go to our website, you'll be able to see product that you can buy. The easiest way to do it is if you're in the local area, you can come to our office, pick it up, take it with you. Whether you want to pay cash or whether you want to pay by debit, uh, we have PayPal available. We have in- Interact, e-transfer every way to take your money left, right, and center. But we make it very, very simple for you. 
Uh, and the third way is is the registered plans where you can put gold and silver. The TFSA TFSA is my favorite vehicle because it's a tax free saving account where you can put whatever gold, silver, get the bar numbers and make an investment not only for yourself, but for your family. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the global financial crisis 10 years after. We're going to spend a little bit of time teeing up a new article that we have on why September could be extremely bullish for silver. And we're going to touch upon something that's very exciting for us. It's allocated financing at Guildhall Wealth Management, an awesome way to own silver and gold. You're listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Talk Radio AM640. The number to call one eight seven seven eight silver The website to visit, guildhallwealth.com. Fellas, that was an exciting first segment. We talked a little bit about gold ownership, silver ownership, and where it's heading. We brought to you a couple of articles that we're going to mention throughout this segment. One thing that we promised to talk about was the new and exciting way to invest in silver through Guildhall Wealth Management called allocated financing. Now, this is the concept of other people's money. And that concept really means very simply that you can go and instead of laying out 100% of the cost of buying silver or gold, whether it's an ounce, a thousand ounces, 10,000 ounces, you could put up as little as 30% of the value of that metal, own and control the same metal. You get to make the decisions on buying and selling. You get to decide how much you want to buy and sell, and you get all of that at a fraction of the cost. Now, this is an account that we've recently brought back to Guildhall Wealth Management. It's a completely new and revamped style. It includes the same features we have with all our other accounts, fellas, with the exactly allocated the product, with segregated. We have bar numbers. Tell me a bit more about this, Jeremy, and exactly why we're so excited about it. So, um, you know, interesting, we're, we're going to get into the subject of of. Uh, banks holding gold or the central banks holding gold. And uh, on that note, uh, Jim Rickards wrote an article on that subject, which we're about to talk but talk about. But he, he mentions in the article, which I think is great, is he said, unallocated gold is a euphemism for no gold. And what we do at Guildhall is we have, uh, you know, what we say is if you can't hold it, you, you don't own it. And so with the financing, allocated financing, clients receive serial numbers uh, for their products that they're holding at the vault located in Toronto. They can go to the vault and personally audit all of their holdings. So this is very much in in the same way you would mortgage uh, a property. You can literally go and live in it. Now, you can't live in gold, but you can go and see that it's an actual physical product, that it's all there. And that's what's new and exciting about this. And that's key to this investment, that there's nothing, there, there's no there, there's no misunderstanding that this is your product. It's held in your name. It's separated from all other holdings. Your name is on that account. This product is yours. You can take physical delivery of it if you'd like to. So... But the bonus, of course, is that you can finance it, which means that you can either take funds out if you need it, right? If you have a great opportunity somewhere else, you can take funds out of the account to utilize it. Or if you decide you want to hold back funds. Keep the powder dry. Keep the powder dry. You might say, look, I'm going to buy a couple thousand ounces today at uh, $17 silver. And if I'm so lucky, I get an opportunity to buy an, some additional product at, at 16 I will. And you can either buy that product outright at 16 or decide to to use allocated financing for that. So it's a great way to invest in the market. And the other aspect that's great about it is very quick. It's very quick to move in and out of the market this way. So it actually allows for some trading um, on the uh, on the markets because we do see these markets move up and down. So if we're in a profit profit position. Uh, clients are, it, it's easy for them to take uh, to take profit in this way. And what's exciting about this is the cost, the initial layouts. We were talking about keeping your powder dry. Let me show you something here as to why I love and I'm so excited about this. A thousand ounces of silver, which we use 10 100 ounce Royal Canadian Mint serialized bars. Again, I'll remind people these are segregated, allocated in storage where you can go see them. That cost to buy those bars and take it home today, roughly Canadian, roughly $22,650, roughly. For a, for a thousand ounces. For a thousand ounces. In the same account, including commission-free trading for the next three years, a client can lay out as little as approximately 10300 Canadian, own and control the same amount of silver, 
and be able to buy and sell that silver as the market moves up. And I'll tell you what's even more exciting about this. I thought about this and I thought, let's come prepared to talk about what happens if the price of silver goes up. Now, gentlemen, would we all agree here safely that the price of $25 of silver now, I mean, that's we've already been there, right? I mean, we all agree that that's going to happen. In which currency, U.S. or Canadian? Well, U.S. dollars, right? It's, We're already there. Canadian, we're it's close, gonna, right? It's going to happen. It's, a, it's not a, it's not an if it's a when okay. we don't have the crystal ball to say when that's going to happen but when we look at the fundamentals of this market and we discuss it every week we feel that this market has a potential to go much much higher than 25 mm-hmm. if you're asking me personally i'm looking for the price of silver to go well over $100 eventually but in the in the interim we know that if this market breaks out above that $18 level you know 25 could be a very short ride I think on based on everything we talk about and discuss, it's easy to see why you can paint that picture fairly easily for a buyer and why our clients believe in this story so much. If you take that thousand ounce example, you as an investor lay out, you know, just a little over ten thousand dollars Canadian for a thousand ounces you get control of. Well, that US equivalent is going to be basically about eight thousand dollars. If the price of silver goes to $25 an ounce over the next three years, and we factor in the cost of storage and the cost of borrowing using the allocated financing, a client's going to be up 27% on their money over three years. That's pretty good money. I think that that's pretty good return. Now, I'm not getting this. Listen, this is not us saying this is where the price is going. It's no guarantee. We're not your financial planners or advisors. But what gets more exciting is in that 36 months, I think we all have a fairly good assumption that the price of silver is going to go much higher. If it goes to 35, that same $8,000 is going to be worth 20 grand. That's a 150% plus return. The other aspect to look at this as well is is another way to, to approach utilizing allocated financing that we've seen people do in the past is let's say your portfolio is worth $200,000 and you want to get to a 10% allocation of precious metals. Okay, so in this case, you're going to outlay 10,000, which puts you halfway there. As the price of the metal is rising, just like you would with real estate, your equity is growing. And as that equity grows, you're going to eventually sell off physical product at a higher price, which means your purchasing power of that metal is stronger. You're going to pay, you're going to sell off less at a higher price, pay off the finance position, and now you own more metal. Right. Another way to approach it as well is to say, look, I want to get to a 10% allocation. I've put up 10,000. And now over the next two, three years, I, whether or not the price moves up, I am going to pay off that financing over time because my goal is to own this product outright eventually. So this isn't something that you're locked into. You're not locked into a certain amount of percentage. You can pay off the finance as you go along. You can pay it off with a one lump sum as by selling off some product or or putting in new funds. So there's lots of different ways to do this. Ultimately, this is about getting a good allocation of physical metal in your portfolio. And we're going to be talking about what Mark Faber says about precious metals in just a minute as to why you're going to want to have at least 10% in your, precious, in your portfolio. But what, one of the things as well is why... You know, gold and silver is a little depressed because the stock market went up and real estate went up and nothing goes up in a straight line without a correction. And we're expecting a huge correction in the stock market and we're expecting a bit of a correction. It's already happening in in Toronto, uh, some real estate prices. And we're going to talk about a little article that was in the Toronto Star a little later uh, about what's happening. But you know, gold and silver has been depressed, but the real estate market, the stock market has moved up. When this correction turns around, you're going to see, in my belief, a huge jump in the in precious metals. And I think this is like a cold spring waiting to just spring up. So an account like this and allocated financing sounds fantastic if we believe that the price of silver is going higher. The number to call one eight seven seven eight silver Go to the website, guildhallwealth.com. You can find out more about all the things we're talking about. You can look at some gold and silver online. Find out if you'd like to buy silver or gold and have it shipped home to you. More about our e-store and how to buy product online. Very easy to do, very simple to do from the comfort of your own home. If you like the idea of allocated financing, you can give us a quick call. We'll be happy to walk you through an example. We talked about 1,000 ounces today. Maybe you need a little bit more for your portfolio, as Jeremy was saying, to balance that 10%, maybe 20% uh, holdings in that portfolio. 
fellows, we were talking about an article prior to the break uh, of, you know, of importance to us because here we are on the 10-year anniversary of the financial global meltdown, which started in 2017, uh, 2007, and here we are in 2017. We asked one simple question of this article, tell us what gold has done. And the truth is, we've said this a million times, but it's great hearing it from other people. Since 2007, the price of gold has ventured from a low of 650 to where it is trading just below 1300 right now. It's 100% return. And if somebody had bought and held on to product anywhere in that range, I think it'd be safe to say that under the circumstances and the way wealth has been generated since that point in time, they'd be very happy holding on to that product. And, and the quotes in this article are fantastic. We're going to put this in our newsletter, The Precious Metal Advisor. It goes out once a week. So feel free to go to guildhallwealth.com and subscribe because you're going to get access to some great articles to get a feel for what this market's all about. So if you're a long-term investor, if you're already involved in precious metals, you're going to like what you see in terms of our curated articles. If you're new to the market, look, watching the price up and down is not going to give you the education you need, the confidence you need to get into this market. But reading articles that you're not going to find in the mainstream is a great way to start learning about precious metals. This article is no uh, no exception. It, I just want to read a quote from it. It says, this should come as no surprise to gold investors who are aware of gold's ability to act as a long-term safe haven during times of crisis. What is most interesting about the last 10 years, however, is that the mainstream media and politicians are keen to promote the idea that the crisis is over. Yet in many instances, the situation is the same or arguably worse. The financial environment is still an unattractive one for the average investor and saver. A huge punishing amount savers, punishing savers. Well, yeah, right? we've talked Absolutely. about the war on savers. A huge amount of leverage remains in the system. Stocks are at unsustainable unsustainable highs and geopolitical risks grow by the day. It is clear to see that the global recovery is not the win that so many gov- governments wish us to believe. Absolutely 100% truth there. It is, in many respects, a much worse financial situation than we were in in 2008. We were just talking about real estate, Paul. I hate being the harbinger of bad news when it comes to that. We have touched on it so many times that I think we're all you know, somewhat bored of the topic because we've tried to preach to people that that's not what we believe is but, our opinion, yeah, the best way to put your money yeah, in. But that's because people have been making money in real estate. Um, you know, it's like being a, at a poker table and you say to someone, you know, you're playing in a crooked game. And the person says, well, I'll get up when I break even. You know, winners never quit and quitters never win. That's the way it is. it has always been. Gerald Salendi was on the show last week and he said, very, very simply, you have to think for yourself. You can't believe headlines. You have to dig. You have to believe for yourself. Like this today... Jobless claims in the States went up 2,000. 2,000. More people went on unemployment. That means, is the economy that great? It's summer. You know, contracting jobs, building jobs. We should be as busy as anything. It's just not happening. Well, you did some digging. You just, just at the break, we did some digging on how many banks went under in the last 10 years. We're going to talk about it, fellas. In the next segment, we're going to come back. The number to call, 1-877-8-SILVER. The website to go to, guildhallwealth.com. Don't forget, we have a Precious Metals Advisor and Industry Newsletter that we send out free of charge to those interested in having it, as well as an investment package to get going, to understand a little more about how to get into these incredible markets of gold and silver. When we come back, we are going to talk about real estate a little bit more. We're going to talk about repatriation and what it means and how last week we talked about the banks are telling you one thing, but they're doing another. Should you be doing what they're doing behind the scenes? And the answer is simply yes. If they're buying gold, so should you. We'll be back right in a minute. Thanks for listening to The Real Money Show on AM640. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver The website is guildhallwealth.com. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. I have with me in studio today, Paul Wiseman, the president of Guildhall Wealth Management, Jeremy Wiseman, the vice president of Guildhall Wealth Management, myself, Darren Long, senior analyst, and uh, we've been talking about some incredible opportunities right now, fellas. One of the things that was astonishing about our discussion on the way down in the car today was 
this repatriation topic that keeps coming to the front uh, of all of our discussions to some extent. And Jeremy, you brought with you some information on what's happening with repatriation. We heard back a long time ago about gold coming back to Germany, gold coming back to Switzerland from New York banks, Venezuela trying to repatriate their gold before all of their problems occurred. Where are we in this nasty situation and and what does it mean for us as investors? Right. And there was an article out, I remember four or five months, around, around New Year's, talking about how the Swiss bank was buying all these mining stocks as well, right? You could find that online and you can see everything that they bought. Um, But it's been an interesting week that way. I was talking with our colleague Jerry about it. He's always great at watching the news and seeing the trends in the markets. And he was saying it's a very interesting week because it seems that it's a week in which central banks are all raising their hands and getting attention and waving and saying, look over here, we have gold. That, that seems to be the theme this week because you had Germany coming out and saying, we got all our gold back. Thank you very much. We're ahead of schedule. And then there's a whole bunch of conflicting quotes uh, regarding that. Um, again, we'll put that article in our, our Precious Metals newsletter. And then you had Mnuchin going to Fort Knox, and that's created a lot of a lot Craziness. of a, a, attention within the, the precious metal community. And some of the biggest hitters in the precious metal community are commenting on this, like Jim Rickards and... Um, and, uh, of course, uh, the dollar vigilante uh, himself, who we've had on, on the show, Jeff Berwick. But, you know, they're talking about the fact that Mnuchin goes to Fort Knox, where no Treasury Secretary has been since the 70s, early 70s. Did they put a hood on his head? He, he, he made a, a, a quip about the fact that he said he assumes the gold is still there before he went in. They didn't audit. They didn't. He, he peeked his head in, walked out and said, Glad our gold is safe, <laughs> right? No audit, no nothing. And you're just kind of sitting there saying, well, what was the whole purpose of that? And then you have Jim Rickards on the one hand saying, well, they don't audit because they don't want to make it sound like gold's important. But yet they went there, which shows that it is in some ways important. Um, and then... Uh, there's pressure from the public. Lots of investigations, lots of ongoing conspiracies about it. I mean, obviously people want to know, do we as a country have this gold that they say we own? Yeah, and and listen to listen to some of these quotes from this article we're going to put on about the the uh, Germany gold repatriation. And what's great about this article, by the way, because we've talked about this on the show, this is a great summary of everything that's happened since they started the repatriation. But listen to a couple of these quotes. Even more ironic is that speaking to Forbes, Abundance Bank, Buns Bank spokesman said in Jan- in January 2013 that quote. We have no intention to sell the gold, adding that the reallocate the relocation is in case of a currency crisis. End quote. A mildly paradoxical argument since the officially stated reason for repatriation of the gold was to quote build trust and confidence domestically and to have the ability to sell it, sell gold quickly if needed. End quote. What made matters worse at the end of 2013 is the Bunds Bank announced it had managed to repatriate only 37 tons of a total 700 scheduled redemption, further spooking the local pop- population and suggesting that conspiracy theories that the gold was missing uh, were in fact accurate. So it's very uh, it's very interesting in terms of looking at the reasons why they're trying to get their gold. And obviously well, they- we know why they want the gold. They want the gold because he who owns the gold makes the rules. Cash isn't ki- sure. Cash is king, but he who owns the gold makes the rules. And it seems to me that this waving about of central banks saying we have gold over here, we've repatriated our gold, is a setup for what's coming next. Which we know that on the next crisis, the major banks are out of out of bullets. They're out of the dry powder that we were talking about in the last segment. Who's going to bail out the banks that have bailed out all the banks? Who's right. going to bail out the Fed? And there's a couple of different. Ideas floating out there. You've got uh, Jim Rickard saying, well, they'll use the IMF, the SDR will come in and they'll bail it all out. And of course, by the way, that if that becomes the world's reserve currency, that's a world reserve currency by a bank of unelected officials. Of course. Right. That's a problem. Uh, Same as the Federal Reserve in the U.S. right now. Yeah, Doug Casey has a bit of a different idea. He says, oh, the Fed will come out with their own cryptocurrency, the Fed coin. will all be put onto a cryptocurrency. They're going to say, oh, it's all about transparency. Yes, it will be about transparency. They're going to know every single one of your transactions. They're missing the point here. 
it doesn't matter how much money you print. As long as you've got gold, the price of gold eventually is going to keep going up and the, the currency is just confiscating your wealth. So if you own You're right. gold, all it is is an insurance policy. Every smart in, in, uh, financial advisor will tell you to at least have 10% of gold in your portfolio. Whether you use it, don't need it, whether it goes up, goes down, it's an insurance policy. You have health insurance, life insurance, car insurance, home insurance, every type of insurance that you have, but do you have any insurance to protect your wealth? And the reason people as well, when we're dealing at, at Guildhall and they love the idea of the depository and they love the idea whether it's putting in with Questrade in a registered plan, uh, whether it's an RSP, a TFSA, a Lira, any one of those plans, the product is not only safe, secure, allocated, segregated, but it's insured with Lloyds of London. When you take product home and you put it under the bed, bury it in the basement, put it in the walls, people tell me all types of things, what they do with the product. Right. and we've seen it all. <laughs> it's scary as hell. Or, you know, you go to a bank, you're taking the product out of the banking system, and then you go back and you put it in a safety deposit box. Is it insured? I don't know uh, at the bank. So it's a problem. So if you've got product in an RSP TFSA, I believe you're insured for over a million dollars with Questrade. With Questrade, yep. And we uh, help clients open those accounts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and getting back to banks, uh, I was looking up this thing from the FDIC, the insurance in the States, about how many banks, regional banks, have closed in the States over the last 10 years, well, especially when we talked about 2008, 2010. But just in the last six months, seven major regional banks have closed their doors. It's scary. How can a bank close its doors? Well, All since, they, do, listen, they take money in, they lend money out. Since 2008, it's in the hundreds of banks. Oh, it's, it's hundreds yeah. and hundreds of banks. I mean, the pages are endless. But, fellas, it begs the question. I know something, and I'm willing to share it with everyone. Central bankers of the banks that buy gold to protect their currencies, as you say, if that's what they're really ultimately doing, they've been buying or been net buyers of gold since 2010. They're telling us on one hand that the economies are slowly starting to generate return, slowly starting to grow, GDPs coming back into focus, all those things that they tell you. Yet they're sweeping all of this under the rug, and they're not telling us. So what are we missing? Are, are, should we be buying and owning a portion of gold and silver, no matter well, what. Look, 10 years on, we're looking at what what's happened in the last 10 years since the financial crisis. What's great about this article, it does really uh, pull back and look at the larger view. And you can say, yeah, you know what? They, they bought themselves some time. They bought themselves by time, by buying up assets, by lowering interest rates. All of those things have consequences. Eventually, it's going to come, come to, to, to fruition that... There's going to be another cri crisis, and it's probably going to be bigger than 2008. They're preparing for that. They're trying to figure out what the next move is going to be when that happens, whether it's, okay, how do we now protect our, our currencies? And Paul, you're absolutely right. It doesn't matter how much money they print because gold is always going to be gold, and it's always going to be reflective of true value. And in fact, uh, Jeff Berwick did that exact uh, thing in his recent article about the, the Fed and, and going to Fort Knox and looking at the, the gold. And he just said, you know, look, if you were to take the gold that they say they have, which they haven't audited, and they take the money supply and they wanted to back their their currency, where does gold have to go? Now, he's he put in a couple different versions. We've seen this type of math before. He was looking at something like $15,000 or 1,000% from here. Uh, so, you know, yeah, gold is gold. It's And the idea is to hold it outside the system. But I also have to say, you know, I, I'm talking about U.S. banks. I'm not talking about the Canadian banks. You know, the six major Canadian banks are extremely strong, as we've seen the Royal Bank report this week, $2.8 billion profit. Um, you know, that's a lot of money to make in a quarter. Less tellers than ever. But anyways, besides the point, if somebody's listening to this show and they want to get into this market, the number is simple. It's one eight seven seven eight silver the website is guildhallwealth.com. We'll set you up with a free complimentary subscription to the Precious Metals Advisor. We'll get you an investment kit. And if you want to buy gold and silver, 
three gentlemen right here on the panel, all willing to take that time to talk with you, discuss your goals, and help you get into these markets. We talked about allocated financing earlier. We're going to touch base on that in the next segment. Paul, you're going to touch base on an article that was in the Toronto Star this week about real estate. And again, just to remind people of all the ways that we can get into the market. If you're looking for the opportunity to put gold and silver in a TFSA, an existing TFSA. If you've already got money in an RSP or an Alira that's parked somewhere else and you don't like what it's doing, you hate what it's been gains, what the gains are, we can get that transferred over a portion thereof and probably get you into some gold and silver that way. If you want to set something up for the kids, an RESP would be a great way to do it. And I'll remind people, for every 5000 US you put into uh, a registered account this time, we're willing to give up a gram of gold up to a maximum of 10 grams just to say thank you, our way to show you some thank you and some love for getting that account open and becoming part of the Guildhall family. It is the time to get into this market, gentlemen. Gold and silver have never been better, in my opinion, in terms of buying. And I think we have an invaluable moment in time in which to get into that market. Let's talk about what we're going to spend some time on the last segment. Are we going to talk about uh, this idea that September has been a op- it's been a bad time for, for stocks predominantly over the last 10 years? It's been a great time for gold and silver. It's always been a great opportunity to buy gold and silver in September, October. Um, it, it, it's always been that way. Um, I'm looking, but again, there was an article this week on CNBC by Ron Paul. His prediction was a couple of months ago that the stock market could crash as much as 25%. He's now put it up to 50%. And one of the main reasons is... You know, he was a congressman. He was he is a doctor. Uh, he's a pretty smart gentleman. The U.S. government has gone from $10 trillion in debt to $20 They've doubled to $20 trillion in debt. It's a house of cards. It's a Ponzi. It will collapse eventually. Somebody has to suffer. And the last one in, especially in the stock market, is the first one to get hurt. And we've always said in precious metals, it's better to be a month too early or two months too early than one day too late. Get to our website, buy some product, call us, get an investment kit. You know, if you want to do... Um, allocated financing is a great way to put up a limited amount of money and have a thousand ounces in the market. That's 10, 100 RCM bars that you could go visit, touch. It's a great way to own product. It's awesome. And you're listening to The Real Money Show here with us, guys. We're from Guildhall Wealth Management, and this is Talk Radio AM640, but we'll be right back. The number to call for an investment package to get signed up for the Precious Metals Advisor, both of which are absolutely free, is one eight seven seven eight silver or venture over to the website guildhallwealth.com. Welcome back, everybody. And again, final segment of the show. I don't want to let you know give people the impression we didn't spend much time on colored diamonds this week. There's so much happening in the markets with gold and silver right now. We spent a lot of time talking there. Big news coming up in the next few weeks. We're going to be spending a lot of time on natural fancy colored diamonds. It's tender time at the Argyle Diamond Mine. Of course, this is out touring already. The package of diamonds up for auction. This is an exciting time of year. We know that this is the time of year where pink diamonds experience tremendous gains. In some cases, as much as 30 40% we've seen in terms of our own bidding opportunities we've had. And once again, Guildhall has been invited to go and bid on the Guild on the Argyle Tender. And w- this month, we've been going through our collection. We've got some diamonds that we were able to, uh, that we're looking back on diamonds that we acquired when the exchange rate was better than it is today, even though it's down from as high as 135. Uh, So the exchange rate's much better, but we've got some diamonds that we did acquire at an even better exchange rate. And we're doing tax-free throughout the month of September, starting starting now. So uh, give us a call. We can let you know about uh, a few of the diamonds that we have that are an extraordinary opportunity. And uh, we also have uh, the wealth to wear where we can design things for you. So we're going to talk a lot more about natural fancy colored diamonds next week because we want to feature the Argyle Diamond Mine as well. And the other thing is as well, Jeremy, you know, we're going back to get all of our diamonds reappraised for September. And a lot of the diamonds that we have on the website are so underpriced, I've got to tell you right now, uh, they've increased in value. But when we put get the new appraisals, um, we will be changing our prices accordingly because we have when we sell, we have to repurchase and it will be at the new prices. 
So this is an opportunity. You can go to the website. You can guildhallwealth.com. You'll see our diamond collection, and it's tax-free till the end of September. And the whole idea of a natural... Oh, end of August, sorry. And the whole idea of a natural fancy color diamond, of course, is to protect and grow wealth in a way that's outside the banking system, outside the financial system. It's another thing that you can hold in your hand. All of the diamonds are uh, essentially investment grade, very rare. But again, this is all about protecting wealth, growing wealth, and this is why we look to natural fancy colored diamonds as well as precious metals. And getting back to precious metals, you know, something uh, always kind of irks me uh, when we're talking about advisors who recommend 10% in, in precious metals. They are actually out there? They're, they are Few actually out between. there. I speak to some of my clients and, and they are kind of recommending it. One of the reasons they don't recommend it is because once you take gold out of the bank, there's nothing that the advisor can get off of that. So they have to be really thinking of the client's best interest in that regard. Uh, or they could put them into an ETF or something like that where they could try to get a little off of them for that. But even then, that product isn't fully allocated and segregated. But you know, 10% in that regard is is a pittance. That's saying, well, we've got some exposure to it. So if the market goes up, they look good. In, in my opinion, that's that's what, what's going on there because most advisors aren't really looking deep into precious metals. Trust me, every time a client comes to us and talks about what their broker is saying regarding precious metals, they're usually very, very lame reasons to not get involved in the market. Like, it's volatile. Okay, really? sure, on a day-to-day -day maybe, but go out wide and look at the chart. And since the, since, the, uh, cri since the crisis began, we're talking 10 years on, since 2007, gold's up 100%. I'll take volatility to make 100% in 10 years. I would too. I mean, that's a beautiful thing, isn't it? one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom We talk about reasons to protect yourself. And we've spent some time in the past on real estate. Again, we're not fear-mongering about the real estate market. We're just saying there is a potential breakdown in every market when it bubbles over. And real estate happens to be one market in the greater Toronto area, the GTA in Ontario itself, that has bubbled. And it is brewing to that bubble point. And, and let it be known, we all have real estate in Toronto. <laughs> and we've all, we've all invested in it. I yeah. mean, we've come and gone in and out of real estate. We're not suggesting by any stretch of the imagination that we don't support the idea of owning or investing in long-term real no, estate. In, in actual fact, one of the reasons that I love precious metals and focusing on precious metals as, look, it's an, it's an asset outside the financial system. It's always had a value. It's always been um, a top-tier asset. The idea of it is, yeah, put a, put a percentage of your portfolio in it and then do whatever else is catches your fancy or whatever else, whatever narrative you want to follow, anything else you want to do, go for it. You've got your insurance policy. And that's what's great about precious metals. That's what's freeing about precious metals because you have your hedge. Well, speaking of hedge... Do we put all our money into real estate? Our argument is that you don't do that. Our argument is that you share that wealth a little bit, put it in some diversified holdings. Another reason to do it, we had an article this week from the Toronto Star called Drop in GT GTA Home Prices Prompts New Warning, Seller Beware. This is an article Paul brought to our attention. And again, just an article talking in general about the conditions of the GTA market right now and talking about who gets a deposit if a buyer backs out of the real estate transaction. Articles talking about certain conditions where the seller gets it and certain conditions where it's shared with the real estate agent. This is a scary situation because, of course, there's no precedent set for this. It hasn't been since the mid-90s, early 90s, that we've really had a breakdown or a meltdown in the real estate market in the GTA. And, of course, this begs the question, now that we're hearing about more exits than ever, when it comes to buying new properties or when it comes to buying resale properties, what is it that we can give in terms of a, an opinion, fellas, that would help people to understand, maybe take a little bit off of that real estate holding portfolio and uh, put it into precious metals, gold or, and silver? Or, or, or when or, you're talking, just a second, when you're talking about you know real estate dropping in, in Metro, as an example, in the GTA, um, you know, people at one time, the prices were just getting ridiculous prices. There were so many people bidding up pricing and we've had you know, a little bit of, you know, the price is coming down. Um, 
And it's interesting that if a house is dropped a hundred thousand dollars and you got a twenty thousand dollars deposit, you know, are you going to buy that home or are you going to say, yeah, I think I'm going to walk away with the twenty thousand? Now, what happens to the deposit? Um, and I'm just reading something about who has the deposit. Should the deposit go back to the person that owns the home, or should the real estate agent get it? And there's a reason that they say. Why does the deposit go to the seller's real estate agent and not the seller? It says if the seller goes bankrupt, why would the seller go bankrupt if they're selling their house and disappears, another mumbo jumbo, with a deposit? The buyer is not protected. When the deposit is held by a real estate brokerage, it's the trust and is also protected by the insurance. So even if the brokerage goes bankrupt, the buyer can get their money back. Mumbo jumbo. You know, people are just walking away from homes. If they've lost, the, if if the house has gone down in value, it, well, no, 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 no. They're not walking away from homes. They're walking away from potential investment homes or potential building. Well, they're trying of homes. to renegotiate. They're not walking away from. It, it, that makes it sound like it's it's two thousand eight subprime well, yeah, prices. But it's the start. They're not waking away from those. They're walking away from. I put twenty thousand down. Now I'm not sure the market's going to go up. I want to renegotiate that price. The builder says no, and then they go, "Well, I'm not going to put down another twenty thousand and another." So, but that's an indication but that's of with new. That's with new. I'm talking about a resale where someone's all ready to move their home, right? Have bought something else, and then the buyers just move. Said, "Well, I don't. You know, I'm not interested." You know, it puts the, you know the person who reached the seller in a terrific spot. Yet the money is put in trust with the real estate. Brokerage, especially if the seller needs to sell because they've already bought something else. Correct. Well, listen, we're looking at all the statistics as a whole, and we're saying number one, you're seeing in the hottest months, month over month drops in resale purchases in the GTA. We're seeing still very hot spots in the condo markets. We're not real estate experts by any stretch of the imagination. All we're saying is that if you knew that the wall of pain was coming, like in 2008, would you not try to safely secure your wealth by taking a piece off the top and putting it into a quality asset like gold and silver? And the answer is yes. Wouldn't you agree, Jeremy? And, I, I and But the other thing is as well is gold and silver is so liquid. You can sell it like that. You can have your check the next day. You're not dealing with a bank that says you've got to wait seven business days. It's a valid you, point. You get your money. And I think what we're talking about and why this is getting so uh, heated is the idea that really this article is just showing more um, that the writing's on the wall here. You're seeing people walking away. You're seeing more of these issues. The fact that they have to be reported is something that says, okay, it's we're not all talking about how great everything is anymore. We're talking about how to deal with some issues that are starting to come into the market. And these issues are starting to add up and add up. So the idea, of course, is to hedge. Have some product in your portfolio that's outside the banking system. You know, the market's gone up in, in real estate, and that's fantastic. But you know what? Over the last 10 years, so has gold and silver. And so there's nothing wrong with having two great assets. You don't have to be all in on just one. And you know what? If you think that the market's going to keep going up in, in real estate, that's great too. But you know what? At the same time, why don't you hedge? Look at this this marketplace. You don't have to put all of your eggs in one basket. And it's great to diversify physical hard assets, whether it's real estate or whether it's precious metals as well. Well, listen, thank you for listening to The Real Money Show today. We've had a great show, gentlemen. There's a lot to digest here for our investors. Get some gold and silver. Get it into your portfolios. Talk to the fellows at guildhallwealth.com. And I'll remind everybody, you've been listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Talk Radio AM 640.